If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hey there, Vacation Rental Success listeners. Welcome once again to another episode of this show that see people's ass seem to be enjoying and I'm getting some great feedback and absolutely love it. So it, it's, it shows that there are a few people out there listening and I absolutely love to hear from you. So please, you know, if you've got something to say, if you've, um, if you've got opinions and it really doesn't matter if it's, uh, if they're positive or negative, I really want to hear from you. I want to know what you like about the show, what you'd like to be done differently, um, people you'd like to hear from. Uh, I, I have a massive list of potential interviewees, but I always want to make sure that I'm choosing the folks that you really, really want to listen to. And, you know, you'll you'll get a good amount out of the um, the episode and the interview. I'm thinking bugs today. And the reason is, is that, you know, we've just gone through... Was it four four months of the coldest winter on record, and it really is it, it really is feeling it. I you know I look out of my window and we are still under several feet of snow. It's it's minus something ridiculous this morning, and uh, but I'm seeing that the temperature is going to start going up next week, and we're getting into positive figures. And, and for us, it's just so exciting. You know, the, the thought that the snow might melt soon is, is very encouraging, to say the very least. But what happens here when the temperature starts to go up, the moment really it goes above freezing in the spring, is that the bugs come out. And we have, you know, we have our fair share of flying bugs and not so flying bugs. Uh, specifically in May for about 10 days at the beginning of May, a little bit longer in certain areas, we have uh, black fly, which are pretty nasty. And you'll, you'll hear about them. You really will hear about them when, I, when I'm doing a podcast early week of May. Watch out for it. I'll be talking black fly. But they really don't last very long. And sometimes, often people do confuse them with, with mosquito when we have rental guests getting in touch with us, they'll ask if they've heard about Blackfly and up in, in cottage country and they want to know if they're going to experience it right through the summer. And in fact, you don't. It is just for a short period in May in most places. Um, but once you get into June, July, August, we're into mosquitoes and then into deer fly. And uh, for an entomologist, it's an absolutely wonderful place to be to study insects. And that is a great segue into my interview guest today, who is, I need a drum roll here. I don't have a drum roll. Okay, I'll pretend there is a drum roll. My guest today is one of the world's leading experts on bed bugs. Now, please don't go switching off because you don't want to hear about uh, bed bugs because I'll tell you a story. We had an infestation of bed bugs in a, in one of our rental homes a couple of years ago, and we didn't know about it. The owner didn't know about it, 
And the guests didn't know about it until one of them woke up one morning with bites. Now, this cottage is one of our, it was one of our high-end cottages. It, it had good quality furniture. The mattresses weren't old. There, was, there would be no reason to think that there would be bedbugs. But we did get the call. And, and it's one that every owner and agency should be prepared for at some time because you never know when that call will come. What happened, you know, we got the call to say, we think there's bedbugs in this property. And we were fortunate there are, because of, because of the, uh, the, the abundance of insects that we have in our province, we have a lot of pest controllers around. So we were able to immediately contact a local pest controller who actually sent somebody around to the property to, to look for uh, evidence that there were bed bugs. And he did come back very, very quickly. I mean, they were there within a couple of hours, came back very quickly and said, yes, there were bed bugs in one of the rooms. So that started a oh, an arduous and quite lengthy process to rehouse the guests because we had to make sure that if we were putting these guests into another cottage, that they were not going to take any hitchhikers with them. And this entailed them uh, taking all their clothing to a laundromat and washing everything on high heat, putting everything in black garbage bags. We uh, we sent uh, somebody out, somebody in, in the local area out to buy them new luggage. Or in fact, no, thinking back on it, they we just sent them out, said, you know, you need to go out and get new luggage and, and we need to dispose of the luggage that you have. And we didn't outright say, we don't know if you've brought these bed bugs to the property yourself or not. We simply said, you know, the, the, the bugs could have got in to your suitcases um, while you're there. So we had to ensure that they had all their clothing had been laundered at high heat and that uh, they had new luggage. Um, I have to say, if I had a choice of the type of guest who would have this experience, these were the ones. They, were, they weren't freaked out. They were a little disturbed and concerned, obviously. But they, they seemed to see it as um, almost as an adventure. And, and although they loved the property they were in, we were able to upgrade them to another property that, was, that, that had many more features. And, and then we had to talk to the owner of the, the next property and say, this is what's occurred. We are moving these people. We've, we've had a, advice from a pest controller and he is, uh, he's, he's checked everything. He's, they've done everything they need to do. We'd like to move them to your property. Are you in agreement with this? And, and they, were. they were. They were very accommodating. And in fact, we actually heard, we, we were in contact with the guests once they got there. We were in contact with them when they got home. And we lightly suggested that they might want to have their own property checked for bedbugs when they got back. And, and in fact, we didn't hear from them following that. And of course, busy summertime moved on and, and all calmed down. Uh, what it did for us was it ensured that we put in place 
a an emergency management procedure if this ever, ever should happen again. I mean, we were like, you know, the, the proverbial the ducks on still water. Everything sounded as though we were in control, but underneath we were going absolutely frantic to um, to contain what what could have been much more disastrous than it actually was. So with that in mind, you know, and thinking that this is a situation that could affect anybody, could affect any owner, could affect any agency, and particularly an agency when, you, when you're managing multiple properties, because it really doesn't matter how clean your property is. If bedbugs are brought in um, by guests, previous guests, they may take weeks before they, they appear to uh, upset your current guests. So I have been wanting to talk to Jeff White of, um, and he's the host of Bedbug TV. I've been wanting to talk to Jeff for a long time. He's an entomologist and world expert. And uh, yes, let's, without further ado, get into our interview with the Bedbug Man, Jeff White. Well, I'm delighted to have with me on Vacation Rental Success today, uh, Jeff White, who is a technical director of Bedbug Central, host of Bedbug TV. And he has over, well, plenty of years of experience as an entomologist. And he's going to tell us all about bedbugs. So hang in there, folks. This is going to be stuff that you really, really need to know. So I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Jeff today. How are you? I'm very good. We're dealing with more snow here uh, in our area. So other than that, everything is quite well. Whereabouts are you, Jeff? Uh, I'm located actually right in uh, central New Jersey. Okay. Yes, you've had a ton of snow. Yeah, it has not been a very pleasant winter, that's for sure. We're ready for it to go away. I know, I know. I'm two hours east of Toronto, so I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to make absolutely the most of the of this short time we have together and uh, and help our listeners who are owners of vacation rentals and owners and operators of rental agencies understand a bit more about bed bugs about how to be proactive and of course how to be reactive because uh, I think it's the nature of the beast that uh, both of uh, of of those methods have to be um, have to be taken into account so can we just kick off with you just telling us a little bit more about yourself, um, how you got started in this, uh, you know, to become a bed bug expert? Uh, yeah, very happenstance, actually. Um, I did my master's degree at University of Florida and got accepted to my PhD program at Rutgers. And uh, right before that happened, I started my PhD. Uh, my major professor actually passed away due to pancreatic cancer. Um, which sent me on a year-long search to find what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I happened to look in a phone book for a job placement just as a, as a technician in a pest control company. And it just so happened that the company that I currently work for, uh, their entomologist gave his notice um, the day before I called. And uh, that's kind of how I fell into it around February of 2006. Um, and although that doesn't seem like a long time to be working with bed bugs, you know, that was really when they were making their resurgence or starting their resurgence. And so there's, uh, not a lot of people that have, you know, 30, 40 years of, of experience with bed bugs because they haven't been around that long. No, uh, I, I remember it back in, back in the UK. Um, and I remember my, you know, my mother talking about it, but, um, it was sort of way back in the, 
in the 30s. She seemed to remember there were lots of bed bugs around at that time, but then it, it, it just didn't. I never heard of it again much in the UK. Yeah, some of the more interesting conversations to have are with people who were around pre-World War II, um, because that's when they were, you know, bed bugs were around, they were prevalent. And a lot of the stories and a lot of the things they used to do then are a lot of the same things that we're doing now. It's just taken people, you know, five to ten years to figure everything out because, like you said, they just haven't been around. And so everybody, when they made the resurgence in around 2006, it just caught everybody off guard. Well, I know um, here in Ontario, uh, it, it it seems to be in and out of the news an awful lot, certainly for, um, uh, in in Toronto. And I, I was just totally taken aback when I found that, you you know, you could – I, I always thought bed bugs made their homes, you know, in in beds. And to find out that they could come in books, in libraries, and and other um, other areas that didn't have bed in the word uh, <laughs> was was a real surprise to me. So can you can you just tell me a little bit more about let let let's start let's kick off with what is a bed bug? Um, you know, tell me about the life cycle and and why why there has been a resurgence. Sure. Um, you know, bed bugs, we, we compare them a lot to ticks. Um, so if people are familiar with ticks, you know, a lot of people, there's a huge misconception. People think you can't see them. Uh, you obviously absolutely can. They're, the adults are about the size of a tick. They're reddish brown in color. Um, and it is true. I mean, they're called bed bugs for a reason. And so they typically do hide in beds and other sleeping areas. Couches are another very common place that we find them. The reason why that is is because, unfortunately, they are feeding on blood, and a lot of times that blood source is us. Um, and what, what people don't understand is that bed bugs take five to ten minutes to feed. They're not like a mosquito that flies in, bites, and flies away five seconds later. And so that's why they typically feed at night when you're sleeping and lying still, and that's why they typically hide in the bed and couches because it's close to where you're sleeping. Um, now, obviously, as you mentioned, they can spread from to all areas from there. They can go into nightstands and books and all kinds of things. But that typically happens as an infestation grows. And it's why we talk about early detection being such a huge part of bed bugs in regards to making the control easier and the impact on rental properties or anybody else much less. How how could a homeowner let, let's let's talk about um you know the va- the vacation homes uh, I I actually have two properties of of my own and and I do check I'm fairly you know diligent every every six weeks or so we do mattress um you know we 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 turn over the mattresses we change them around and we always do the uh, a bed bug check there um, is that enough. <laughs> What is enough is the million-dollar question. Um, you know, there's realities. Anytime uh, something is new to anybody, everybody tends to build up these huge protocols where you have to check, you know, your mattresses once a week or whatever the case may be because we don't truly understand what's going on. Now that we're learning more, you know, the big question is what's enough and, and what's reasonable, you know, to, to expect a hotel to check their mattress every day you know, and, and flip the bed up and flip the box spring up may not necessarily be reasonable operationally, um, but but what is the reality there? And, and you know, is every six weeks enough? Uh, it would depend upon how often, you know, there's turnover in your rental property would probably be my answer. Um, if you're having, you know, biweekly or weekly turnover, you know, doing a quick inspection after a guest leaves would probably be a good idea. Um, and then obviously the more weeks and the more renters you go out, 
you know, the more chance there is for exposure. So it's, it's a tough question to answer. Yeah, and in, in busy vacation rental homes, it, that there could be, you know, sometimes two or three changeovers a week if people, you know, particularly in the urban areas where people, you know, travelers are coming in just just like a hotel, in fact, but tending to use um, vac- the, the, you know, the vacation or the short-term rentals a lot more. You know, you consider the growth of Airbnb, which is offering a lot more short-term rentals in urban areas. And people are coming in for maybe two, three days because they're coming into cities like New York and San Francisco and Atlanta and Nashville and wherever. Um, so that there is almost the same amount of turnover in some of these places as there is in a hotel. Yep, and obviously turnover is going to increase the chance that bed bugs are introduced. But let's take a step back for a second and talk a little bit about your average hotel. Um, you know, while there's a lot of attention paid to hotels and, and hotel infestations, and deservingly so, the reality is that your average hotel, about 1% or so of your average middle-class hotel um, of their rooms will have bed bugs at any given time. And then the average over the course of a year is about 3 to 5% of a hotel's rooms may have an issue with bed bugs at the course of a year. And so the chance that you actually encounter bed bugs or have bed bugs introduced into a room, you know, in your average middle class hotel or, or, you know, vacation rental home is unlikely, but it does happen. And, and I also serve as an expert witness on lots of legal cases. And so I've seen lots of legal paperwork come across my desk. And it seems like, you know, being reasonable is what attorneys are really looking for. Um, and so it's, like I said, it's all about finding that reasonable line in regards to how you're reacting to the problem. So, so when you're talking about, I mean, we, we all know about, um, you know, doing due diligence and not being negligent in terms of liability issues in other areas. So, um, doing, doing the due diligence in the case of bed bugs, what would an, what, what would be reasonable for an, for an owner to be doing? Okay. So at a minimum, what I would have or what I would want in place if I own my own vacation homes is that I would want whoever is changing those homes over, uh, assuming you're using some sort of maid or housekeeping service, um, that whenever they're changing it over between guests, that you have some sort of training and documentation of that training in place that those people know how to identify a bed bug infestation and they're doing very basic inspections as they're changing the sheets, as they're cleaning up the home between guests. And then in their paperwork, there's something that says, you know, no visible activity of bed bugs noted during whatever the wording you want to use, changing of of sheets or, or whatever the case may be. That way you have at least a first set of eyes on the problem. You mentioned training and documentation. I mean, how, how do people get this? Is it something they can do online to, to, to learn how to, to recognize the signs? Yes, absolutely. Actually, developing e-learning classes is something we're going through right now. Um, it's not to say that there aren't things out there already, um, but it is something that we're going through right now. And then training housekeeping staff is one of the big focuses of some of our e-learning modules we're creating right now. Um, so that will exist in the next three to six months through us, but there may be other stuff out there. You know, we're not talking about, um, you know, we're talking about a 10 to 15 minute training, um, just a quick, you know, couple images of what bed bugs look like, the adults, the immatures, um, the most common sign that t- people will typically encounter associated with bed bugs is actually as disgusting as it is, is their fecal material or what we call spotting, um, which shows up as little black spots wherever they tend to be hanging out. 
And then just showing, you know, somebody what, where bedbugs typically hide and how you want to inspect for them. A 10-minute training class that you may be able to get online, but you may also have to go through your maid or cleaning service and require that they have something in place for their people that's showing that they do the cleaning themselves, that they do the training themselves. Yeah, you, you make an interesting point, um, point there about documentation because we, we encourage our vacation rental owners to do this with their hot tubs, you know, just to keep documentation to show that after every, uh, on every changeover that the, the tub has been collect, uh, checked and the right amount of chemicals have been applied to, to create hygienic conditions for, for the next guest if, if, the, um, if the tub water is not being changed. So I hadn't sort of considered that, you know, that this would just be another an add-on document to give to a caretaker to say, you know, just, just fill this in as well. Sure, absolutely. And I cannot stress the importance of documentation enough. You know, as I said, I serve as an expert witness. And, you know, when, when an attorney calls me and sends me paperwork, you know, the, the worst case scenario for you as a defendant is that, you know, a plaintiff is making a claim and you have no documentation to show that you're either one doing anything or did anything to, you know, either prevent bed bugs or find them as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And the minute you don't have anything to defend yourself is the minute that I have no way to defend you. Um, and that's what I always explain to my pest control companies. You know, I'm not asking for the paperwork to be difficult. I'm asking for the paperwork to defend you. I want to be able to protect you. I want to be able to say you were doing the right things. But when you don't have that in place, I'm completely handcuffed. I can't do anything. And so documentation is absolutely critical. That, that's a wonderful point, Jeff. And, um, and I think that's, that's something that I think a lot of my listeners are just about to, uh, to well, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're taking notes on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's, 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 it's probably one of the most important points we drive home in all of our training classes is that you got to be able to, we call it repaint the picture. So be able to pull paperwork three months down the road and be able to tell exactly what the housekeeping staff found or didn't find or, you know, whatever the case may be. How do bed bugs get into into a home or a, a hotel? How, how do they how do they arrive? Sure. Um, typically, bed bugs are going to travel in on the guests themselves. So the guests have a, a, an issue at their house. Um, bed bugs, although they don't infest the human body, they can hitchhike on the, you know, your clothes or more commonly suitcases and personal belongings, and then they're introduced into your rental home or a rental home and uh, infest from there. Now, occasionally you will deal with rental homes that are attached structures, and so if you have like a condo or something like that, it is possible that bed bugs could come from one of the surrounding units. Um, that's probably the other most common way that they get in. But I would say the guests themselves are probably bringing them in because they have an issue at home. We, we still, I mean, certainly up here in, in Ontario, um, we have sort of very traditional vacation rentals. And some owners still ask guests to bring their own sheets, their own pillows, their own blankets. Does that open the owners up to greater potential for an infestation? I'm it probably does, but I don't know if I would worry about it that much. I mean, if they're going to bring them in on their sheets and pillows, they're going to probably bring them in on their suitcases and clothes. And so if they're bringing them in, I don't know. If they have them in the first place, I don't know that they wouldn't have already brought them in on something else. So, you know, listen, I can't say it doesn't increase the chance, but I also don't know that I'm, you know, overly panic-stricken by hearing that. Okay, that's that, that's a really fair point. Now, in the introduction, I mentioned that you know, in my own rental agency, we'd had an issue a couple of years ago. We 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 got that call that nobody ever wants to, you know, no owner or agency ever wants to hear that uh, that 
they found um, a, a bed bug. Pretty horrible situation. But however, it was dealt with um, very, very uh, quickly. What? I mean, we were lucky, I think, because we had a, a good pest controller nearby who was able to to go in there almost immediately. What is your suggested course of action if that happens? If 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 that phone call comes. You definitely want to have policy and procedure in place, um, written documentation of how you're going to handle that call. Um, because it's a tough one. You know, I was thinking about it earlier before our call, you know, and I, I joked with my wife last year when we went on vacation here in Cape May, New Jersey, and we got to our vacation home and I was inspecting it. And, and I don't do a huge inspection, just real quick to make sure there's nothing severe going on. But I said to her, I said, I, I have no idea what this rental agency is going to do. It, you know, it's one thing when you're in a hotel and they can just switch you to another room or if they're fully occupied, maybe they can take you to another property somewhere nearby. But with a vacation home, I mean, that's, that's a single unit. You know, what do they do if you find bed bugs? Because obviously I'm not staying in that unit at that, in that home at that point. Um, and if you don't have somewhere to move me, my vacation's now ruined. And... That's a lawsuit in and of itself. I've got my two kids there, my wife, and, and now our vacation is ruined. I took a week off from work. You know, it's, it, it's complicated. I'll be honest. The vacation rental home thing is complicated. So your course of action, you know, you, you need to have some sort of contingency plan in place if it happens. Once it happens, obviously you deal with the guests as best you can, whether it's moving them to another home you know, you also need to address their personal belongings. Um, you know, if they found them, there's a chance, depending on how long they were in the home for, that the bed bugs that were in the rental home may now be on their personal belongings, like suitcases. There are items and heating things that you can buy that will address those, which we can get to in a second. But you need to be thinking about the personal belongings. And then as far as the actual reaction is concerned, I mean, obviously, anybody who has a vacation home really needs to have a, a, a knowledgeable pest control company Um you know, uh, hired and, and ready to respond to that. You want to make sure that they're not just relying on pesticides, that they're using other things. And I'll hold off on getting into, you know, preventative or things you can do to help the situation or prevent the situation from occurring. But bedding casements and other items can be put in place that will also help not only protect the bedding itself or, or the mattress and box spring, but also help you deal with the infestation uh, moving forward. Yeah, in fact, that is, that is a question that I had about bed encasements because there, there's so many different ones around, um, and you can you can buy them for virtually anywhere, and they they range from you know twenty or thirty dollars right the way up to you know in the hundreds. Um, any recommendations on 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 what an owner should be be looking at, and or, or and does a full encasement um, actually help? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, not only is an encasement going to help with the an infestation itself, um, it will keep bed bugs on the outside of the encasement. Yeah, you know, a lot of times in our own homes, we don't even see the bottom of our box spring unless you're moving the house, you know, or moving the orientation of the room. But a box spring has a zillion hiding spots in it for bed bugs. And, you know, by putting an encasement over it, you simplify that environment and it makes it very easy to inspect. And so not only is it good proactively, because it makes bed bugs easier to find and protects the bedding, but reactively, if you find bed bugs, it can lock all those bugs inside of the encasement and that, you know, all that complicated environment that you'd have to treat, you don't have to treat now. And so they're absolutely a very critical part of a bed bug situation. Um, in terms of my recommendations on what to purchase, um, 
you know, it, you definitely want to look for an encasement that's been specifically designed for bed bugs. Um, they should have bed bugs somewhere on the labeling. The you want to take a, a good look at the zipper end stop. And so where when you close the encasement and, and the zipper goes to its end point, you want to make sure they have something in that area to address bed bugs escaping. If the zipper just closes and it doesn't have some sort of locking mechanism or sealing mechanism, that's a concern because a lot of times little bed bugs can actually get through that closed zipper section very easily. And so you want to make sure they're designed for bed bugs. You know, we've worked with um, uh, an encasement brand, Protect-A-Bed, for years. There's another one on the market called Mattress Safe. Um, and then there are several others that, um, you know, have been designed specifically for bed bugs and, and, and work very well. Excellent. I'll, I'll, um, I'll find some links to those and include, include them in the show notes so that if you're um, thinking about uh, Coming off this, uh, listening to this call and going to look for an encasement, you've, uh, you've got those links there. Um, going back to owners who, who are perhaps, you know, starting out with a vacation rental, and we have, a, we have a lot of, again, once again, coming back to Ontario, very traditional, very cottagey. Uh, it's always been traditional that, that co- the cottages are furnished, usually with yard sale furniture, um, Anything that's been used, it goes to the cottage. That's it. You know, it's, it's final resting place for furniture. Um, can, do you have any uh, any comments on that? Yeah, that's a that's a dangerous uh, road to walk down. Um, now, listen, we all can't afford new furniture, so I'm not going to sit here and say you have to buy all new. Um, but you want to make sure if you're going out now, if you if if it's used in your home or in a friend's home, and you're putting it into your cottage, that's one thing. That's a trusted source. If you're going out and purchasing it at yard sales or different, you know, clearinghouse type of events, you, I guess, want to make sure that you're doing something to inspect that item to make sure it doesn't have bed bugs um, or that the person you're buying it from or a company you're buying it from is doing something to address those concerns. Um, but obviously, uh, used furniture... Uh, is probably the number one most common way that bed bu- that bed bugs are introduced into a home, um, and and the number one most common way that reproducing infestations are created. Um, now, what I mean by that is that, let's say you or I go to a hotel tonight. You know, typically in hotels, you're ha- you're going to find ten bugs or less in your average hotel room. They usually find the infestation before it gets out of control. If I'm going to bring bed bugs home with me in that situation, there's probably not going to be very many that are going to come home with me. All 10 aren't going to come home with me, so maybe two do. Now, what's the chance that two bed bugs turns into a reproducing infestation in my house? Now, obviously, that's not good. They're going to bite. They're going to create a nuisance. But in reality, those two bugs may end up dying before they ever establish an actual problem. Um, now, when you bring used furniture in, that completely changes the dynamic because if a f- piece of used furniture is infested, it's usually infested with lots of bed bugs. And now you've brought lots of bed bugs into the rental home, and now they can quickly establish and create a reproducing infestation in a very short amount of time. So you definitely need to be thinking about the source. You should be doing something to inspect the furniture and potentially something to proactively treat it as well. And that's where we can go back to the heating chambers. And, and heat is, is a very good tool for bed bugs. And that's a good segue into, into my next question, really, is, is you know, you've, you've, you've found bed bugs. Um, may, maybe you did bring in some old furniture. Um, you're going to get rid of that. But what about everything else? How, how, how would the home be treated? And, and would, it, would it be the entire home? I mean, if you're in a hotel room, it's just a hotel room. 
But if you've got an entire home and you know you've you've had let's say you've let's say you've had guests walking around in there for a week it, it just seems it just seems to me there's a there's a lot of places where where they could end up yep um there's there's really two different types of treatment methods that are popular right now a more conventional approach which means using pesticides in the bed encasements we talked about and different monitors and steamers and stuff like that the other approach is heat um once you get over 120 degrees bed bugs and their eggs die very quickly and so you can actually bring equipment in or pest control companies have equipment that they can actually take an entire home and heat it up to 120 to 150 degrees and then hold that for a couple hours. And that will also is a very effective way to treat for bed bugs. Um, and so, you know, it's not so much about what a company is doing. It's more that they know what they're doing and they know how to apply the tools. And so you want to look for companies that have experience with bed bugs, you know, have had experience for several years now. Um, and, and again, look like either they're not relying on just pesticides or, you know, just have a lot of experience with whatever they're doing. Um, now in terms of whether you treat an individual room or the entire home, I'm always going to recommend you do the entire home. Um, obviously you're going to focus more attention in the areas where people are sleeping. So bedrooms, couches, living rooms. Um, but you want to pay attention to the entire house because you just never know where the bed bugs are, like you said. Um, and it's just a good way to, to, you know, make sure you're getting rid of all of the bugs as quickly as possible. But no, just because people are moving around a house and, and, and might have been there for a week with the bed bugs, there's, the bugs are still typically going to be in the beds and couches in the area around those beds and couches. Okay, you're providing a lot of reassurance to me, you know. <laughs> I'm feeling more comfortable about this as as we talk. Once again, going back to my own company, we had a, a couple of years ago, again, we had um, a call from a guest who'd been in a property several weeks previously. And they were claiming that their, their son had, had got a skin reaction and was showing signs of what they said were bed bug bites and that they hadn't been anywhere in the interim. And I've also heard of, of people several weeks after a stay calling to say that they've got bed bugs in their home and they must have brought them back from the vacation rental. Is there any way of, of tracing an infestation back to its source? Um, and, you know, how, how could a company handle this type of, uh, this type of claim? Policy and procedure. That's how you handle that type mm -hmm. of claim. It's showing that you're doing things to inspect the homes, that, you know, listen, if somebody calls four weeks later and they say, listen, we had to bring bedbugs home from the vacation house, you could, should be able to go back to your paperwork and say, well, listen, our housekeeping staff, you know, is, is looking at the beds every time they change over. So I've got four weeks of, of inspections that nobody found anything. And once a month, I have my pest control company go through and do a more thorough inspection of the house. Because remember, your housekeeping staff can't stand the box springs up every time they change the bed. So... I've got, you know, my pest control company inspected it just last week and, and they didn't find any bed bugs. Now you have grounds to stand on to mm -hmm. fight with that individual if that's what they're claiming because there's no way you can determine what the source of an infestation was. That being said, you want to make sure you're handling it very carefully. Um, I wouldn't recommend being, you know, bullheaded or strong-handed with the, the, the situation. Um, I would use good customer service skills and say, I'm sorry to hear about it. You know, let me pull my paperwork. Let me go inspect the home. I'll tell you what I find. Um, you got to be careful because just like you can't, they can't prove they got it from the vacation house. You also may have a difficult time proving that they didn't. And so, you know, you want to have policy and procedure in place, but there is no way to 100% to determine what the source was. 
Um, that that's that's a, a great tip about policy and procedures, and and, and as I said, I th- I think um, I mean, it's certainly certainly something that we we implemented after um, our experience uh, with an infestation. Do you have any more tips or suggestions that owners could um, could tackle immediately to reduce their risk? Sure. Um, you know, the, the one thing we haven't really talked about is proactively. So what can you put in place to help you either identify or prevent? Um, we talked about the encasements before. That's one thing. Um, and then the other thing you can consider is monitoring. Um, so putting things in place that capture bed bugs, you know, as they move around in an environment. Um, for years, the company that I'm affiliated with has been using um, interception devices. Um, they are trays. They kind of look like ashtrays, actually, is the easiest way for me to describe them that go under the legs of the beds and couches that can catch bugs as they travel to and from the bed. Um, Very effective devices. Um, The issue with rental homes is that they are very obvious and very apparent. Um, And so they they can be a little bit complicated from from that perspective, which I'll address in a second. Um, And then I also actually recently designed a a new monitor called um, Volcano or Sensei Volcano, um, which is a smaller, more discreet device that uh, can go in corners of rooms or underneath beds that has a lure associated with it that we call active. Um, Again, just another thing you can put in place to help you detect an infestation early on, and it's something that your housekeeping staff can quickly inspect. Um, That being said, you know, all of these devices are things that your guests could easily find and see. And so you need to figure out from from an owner perspective how you're going to handle that. Um, My recommendation is to be upfront about it, um, if I'm renting a home and, and the rental company is telling me that they're doing everything possible to identify infestations early on and they've got these monitors in place to help them find them, I feel great about that home. Um, there's some owners, though, that feel like anytime they mention bed bugs, period, even in a proactive fashion, that the guests are turned off by that situation, which I understand. Um, I don't have an easy answer for that, but I do recommend putting monitors in place and being upfront about why they're there. Um, and I, I, you know, I think that's the, the proactive and progressive way to go about it. And I, yesterday I was watching a couple of your videos on Bedbug TV mm-hmm. and, and I watched the one on the, um, on the monitor, the volcano monitor. And it was, uh, it was really interesting. It, it wasn't, I mean, to, to me, it, it seems no different from having ant traps. No, it's around. not. Absolutely not. And, you know, I want to be upfront that, you know, I did design those monitors, um, but, you know, there are other monitors out there. It's something that I suggest everybody go do research on, figure out what works best for them. Um, you know, we designed these devices just because we saw an opportunity and, and, a, and, a, and a void in the industry. But I always recommend that everybody goes out and does their research and find out what works best for them and their vacation homes. Yes, and I'm going to be putting um, links to uh, Bedbug Central and Bedbug TV because I remember watching... A, a couple of uh, episodes a while back, but uh, I got quite hooked onto it yesterday. I think I watched four or five, and uh, and you know, absolutely fascinating, Jeff. You re- you actually you know it, it's an interesting topic, and and you really make it even more so. Yeah, it's it's you know when I created Bedbook TV back in two thousand eight, it was that was when the the height of the panic was happening, and. You know, you mentioned before in our interview that, you know, talking to me, you're kind of feeling a little bit more comfortable about the topic. And that was the whole point of Bedbug TV. It was to convey good, accurate information, but do it in, in, a, in a, a very calm, lighthearted fashion because, 
you know, bed bugs aren't the end of the world. We can get rid of them relatively quickly if you catch an infestation early on, you know, and, and that's kind of the, the tone that I want to convey is that, listen, you, you need to take it seriously and we need to put things in place to identify it early on, but it's not a huge deal. We'll get rid of it. You know, it, it's, we'll, we'll tackle it head on. Yeah, it just sounds like just, just simply, I think anyone could start it, even an individual owner or an agency, just, just kick off with with defining um, policy and procedures, what happens in the case of. And also, I think when we go out and inspect as, you know, as agents, we go out and inspect properties. And maybe that's something we should be including within our initial inspection as well. 100%. I recommend, I recommend a turnover brief inspection by whoever's cleaning the house. And then I probably recommend a once a month-ish type um, inspection by a pest control company or something like that. Um, because remember, the, your housekeeping staff's not getting to the bottom of the box spring, which is where these bugs are typically hiding first. And so you need to show that, you know, it, periodically you're getting in there and doing a more thorough inspection. Great information. Jeff, you've been an absolute um, wonderful source of information. And and as I say, the uh, the other resources that Jeff has at uh, Bedbug Central and Bedbug TV. I'll put the links in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to uh, to add before we wrap up, Jeff? No, I think that's been actually phenomenal. Um, and I always say at the end of every Bedbug TV episode, and I truly mean this, you know, anytime anybody ever has any questions, my email address is always open at jeff.white at bedbugcentral.com. I'm always happy to help anybody out with anything. Um, so please don't hesitate to reach out. And I'll be putting that in the show notes too. So once again, thank you so much, Jeff, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Well, yay. Everything we ever wanted to know about bed bugs. And uh, yeah, I think I probably went into that with a sort of um, panic mentality, which I think many of us uh, actually, actually have. And Jeff did a great job of, of reassuring me. I was, I was thinking he was going to say, oh, yes, you know, you can't, get, you, you can't ask guests to bring their own sheets and towels and pillowcases because they're going to bring them in. But he was, you know, that very matter of fact, well, you know, if they're going to come in on their luggage, um, the, there's no more reason um, why they'd come in on, you know, if, 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 they didn't bring, if they didn't bring their sheets and pillow covers, that, that's not going to stop them. So, so that was very that that was very interesting, and and the fact that when people go home, they're not if if there are bed bugs somewhere. Let's say you and me go to a vacation rental, you know, and you go home and you take two bed bugs with you. There's there's more likelihood they're going to expire before they uh, they create an infestation. One thing that did come across loud and clear though was about yard sale furniture. And it's something that uh, that I, I I talk to my um, owners at uh, Cottage Link Rental Management a lot. You know, new owners who are setting up a cottage for the first time for rental. Not necessarily, you know, when it, when it's a new property, I don't think this is going to happen. But I see it a lot with the older properties where you know it's okay. It's just a cottage. I'm going to go to a yard sale, pick something up off the side of the road. And and that will be that will be fine. That will do for the cottage. Well, please don't do that, and never ever ever buy mattresses uh, from yard sales. Uh, it always reminds me, and I, I don't know how many Big Bang Theory listeners I have here, but there was a wonderful episode in the Big Bang Theory where Penny found a 
the red chair on the sidewalk, which she brought up to the uh, to the apartment. And uh, Sheldon took an immediately dis- immediate dislike to it because of um, of the potential that that there was a bug in it, and which in fact there there was. So that 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 just brought that to mind, you know. People dispose of furniture for a purpose, and it, it may not always be because they don't like it anymore. I really hope you uh, you enjoyed that episode and took away a lot from it. Um, I'm going to write some extensive show notes for this one. So please go to cottageblogger.com forward slash VRS067 and, uh, and you'll be able to check out uh, the show notes. And I'll put the links to everything that, uh, that Jeff mentioned in there. Certainly one thing that I'm going to be doing is to review the policies and procedures that we put in place uh, and also to send uh, our owners a, a bed bug checklist. This this whole issue of documentation is is so essential and it's it's not really something I had actually thought a great deal about. And and as Jeff said, having that in the event of some form of legal claim um, is gold for you. If you've got that, if uh, he he called it repainting the picture, if you've got it from you know weeks and weeks back, if you can say we check regularly for uh, for bed bugs, it's done on this occasion and that occasion, and this is the signature of our housekeeper that said they. They, they checked it after these people had left, you know, if the, if the claim comes from a particular guest. You have that signed, dated evidence. That's gold. Okay, I'm wrapping up now and would like to thank you once again for being with me. And uh, as ever, just um, take a look at the show notes, drop down, click on the iTunes uh, review bar and uh, leave us a, a review. I'd love to hear from you. And talking about hearing from you, as I said at the beginning... Just give me a, just send me an email, heather at cottageblogger.com. If you've got any questions, if you'd, um, you know, if you'd like us to pick a, another topic that's of you know, real interest for you. So thanks once again for joining me. And I'll really look forward to being with you next time. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.